Hey everyone, welcome to episode 49 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Chrissia. Oh wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> Jeff's not here this week. So uh, Chrissia, our Justice Ministries Director here at Florida Hospital Church, has so graciously agreed to come aboard and help us out. So thanks for letting us uh, hang out in your earbuds again midweek, and just happy to be here. And... Last week, before we get started, we want to just touch on real quickly, because it will come in later today as well, Priesthood of All Believers, which was a message where we decided that among us, remember that this great doctrine of the priesthood of all believers isn't so much about being one's own priest, but that we can be priests to one another, and the world will know that we are followers of Jesus because of the love we have for one another. If you haven't listened to that message or watched that message, you can do both in the Hospital Church app. And, you know, there's, I guess, still a website out there, isn't there? Hospitalchurch.org, something like that. Yeah, you can catch it there as well. So, uh, but uh, now back to the task at hand. Let's jump into this week's message, which was the beginning, right? This was the first of our new series, uh, Lonely, entitled The Trouble with Lonely. And until I saw the blue T-shirt come across the screen on the platform this past week, I was wondering if we were headed in like a sleepless in Seattle type of direction, maybe. And maybe Jeff was involved. We were going to do a little counseling from the front. Wasn't sure how that was going to all work out, but quickly realized we would have much more to digest about home and about loneliness. And it just struck me that, you know, home should be that place that just leaves absolutely no doubt in our minds that everything should be, air quotes, right with the world, or at least our world. Mm -hmm. But Andy, as you said early on, and about as well as you could, ideally when all is as it should be, home is in our hearts because it is the place where we know we're accepted, loved, wanted, the place where we can have an opinion and think and be free to develop, the place where we belong and are safe. It's our place. And that seems pretty easy right there to just, hey, that was that, that came out pretty good. Oh, yeah, we're done. <laughs> That's right. It flowed well, you know, English and grammatically. I think it was, I think it was pretty, pretty spot on. But I think for so many people, they would have a complete disconnect with that statement. This wouldn't mean anything to them other than, I just listened to the words you said, but it doesn't really compute. But for those that resonate with the statement, and I'm sure there's going to be varying degrees of accuracy of how we would process that to our own life. I suppose. But overall, if we find it to be true, how do we put ourselves into the shoes of those whose lives have resembled nothing about that ideal or yeah. even come close to achieving that? I mean, how do we, how do, we do that? And, and when home is the very opposite of that. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more probably like a living hell than it is an actual home <laughs> where you would want to be all the time. And that just seems to go back to last week's Priesthood of All Believers a bit in that we said that the love we have for one another will be the hallmark and recognition by the world that we are followers of God. But when children are involved and at the center of this struggle, it seems to put an even greater need and call to us, you know, just for Christians to dig deeper and bring relief and healing to the least of these. Yeah. But that's not a task that you just decide one day like, hey, I think I'm going to go help somebody. <laughs> I mean, you can, but there's more to it than that. Well, sure. And, that, and that's one of the reasons that we have expanded in, in our in our thinking about the community to, to try to put all of that under the title of justice ministries. Whenever we're trying to help a person be better off than they than they would be without, or people, giving a voice to those without a voice, to be right. able to help people that can't necessarily help themselves at that moment. We are, we sort of are very American. We want to help, you know, God helps those who help themselves. That's not really biblical, but... Um, <laughs> and so I thought bootstraps was in the Bible. Yeah, no, bootstraps is not in the Bible. Okay, all right. So, so the idea that we're putting all that under under the ministry of justice to say we want to be a place that helps bring justice to our community is uh, is part of that. 
So what is doing and being in charge of and being the the leader or the director of that aspect of what our church does? What does that look like and, and what does that mean to you each week as you're going through these and, you know, putting out these events and trying to engage our community into going out and, and doing these things. Right. So when people hear justice, like a lot of people may think it's something political or you have to choose sides. <laughs> but when we say justice, what we're really meaning is just helping those in the community who need help. So you're providing justice to a child in foster care when you're providing maybe an article of clothing or you're helping someone who's fostering a child and you're providing some sort of relief, you're babysitting, you're um, bringing meals and um, you're providing justice to that child. You're helping them in their time of need. And when they don't have a home, a, pl- a safe place that they can call home from their biological parents, you're trying to bring a home to them um, that they're lacking. So by being that community, wrapping your arms um, around a child in need. So our church's Justice Ministries Department is really just trying to help youth in our community, um, try to make them feel at home in our community, trying to um, just provide any type of service that they may need. And and I get to oversee that, thankfully. <laughs> Well, that's an amazing. So uh, that sounds fantastic. Where do I sign? Yeah. Right. And it's just and 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 what she just said is is primarily she was referring to just the aspect that we talked about this week about foster care and this this month is about foster right. care. Um, but it's but it's that and it's all the all the ways in which we can change people's lives for the better. Right. And in that context, I mean, what we're talking about here, and while again, sign me up, right? That sounds really, really good. Who doesn't want to get behind that and be the champion of the underdog or the the underserved? But the reality is the people that we are talking about here and the lives that they're currently trying, I mean, they're fighting through this. I mean, it's ugly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting into this and getting into the trenches without getting messy. Well, sure. When I was when I was just reading some of the stories and listening to some of the stories on the internet last week in preparation for the message, it just, you know, it's like, oh my, you know, this, this kid who's been in 17 homes or 28 homes between 11 and 17 years old. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. you know, just tragic to think about what that means for their life. There was one video I watched, I didn't tell you about it, Chris, where there's a, you see the girl sitting there and she's just has this piece of paper with some words written on it. And then she moves to the next piece of paper. The whole video is just her with these little notes that she's written. And her experience goes up and then it goes down. Then it goes up, and then it goes down, you know. And then she thinks she's in a great home that's really going to be good, and then she has to move for some reason, and you know. And then now, now I'm in trouble again, kind of thing. It's just, it just really, it's just you want to fix it for them so badly, yeah. right? And it does sound good, and you hear stories like from Stephen, mm-hmm. and like when you just hear it from the outside, you're like, oh, this is so amazing. I want to go out and do this. But like you said, there's so many ups and downs. And I worked a little bit in child welfare and it can be very rewarding, but it can also be very draining and there's nothing picture perfect about it. Um, But I mean, the community, the church can be messy at times, but it doesn't mean that there's something we can do to help and that we can provide some sort of sunshine in their life um, to make a difference. Yeah. And and if you're going to be shining light in darkness, 
<laughs> you you have to expect there to be darkness. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see some of the darkness yeah. for sure. Well, and I think that's part of the the uh, realization going in is that you know it's going to be messy and it's not going to be comfortable probably at times. And and it really uh, some of the ministries are much more uncomfortable than others. Uh, sure. This, this week at church we also had do something Sabbath, so we yep. had people out. Christy, you can give numbers on that better than I can, but they went to different areas and did some stuff. Yeah, we um, we had 30 people out in the community. So we had people at Clean the World, Mustard Seed, um, From Outside In. And like you said, there's some ministries that we have here at the church that aren't as um, rough to get involved <laughs> in, for lack of better words, yeah. um, but that are more feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we did have several different community service opportunities um, the Sabbath, and we had a foster parent Q and A. Twenty five people attended that, um, awesome. and we're launching a new program. So I'm sure I can talk more about that later. Yeah, yeah. I mean the open table that was something we were planning on attending, and then um, the oh my. the bug hit our family for like two weeks, oh and no. so everyone was just out this week, and that was disappointing because we were really interested in but, listening yeah, just to give that. a little bit of an ad. In this conversation <laughs> for Open Table, because Open Table really has a great potential yeah, for does. our church. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of the programs that we're launching through Justice Ministries is the Open Table program. And this is a really neat ministry. So, basically, it's a group mentoring model. Okay. And so, we are creating a group of mentors, about six to eight mentors, that are going to wrap around an aged out foster youth. So, yeah, so this is someone who has aged out of the foster care system. They can be 18 or 21 years old because they did extend the age for foster care if the child opts to stay in foster care. But they have to opt in. They're an adult at 18. Well, that's true. Right, right. Um, So basically what our church is doing is we're going to start mentoring them in different aspects of their life. So finance, health care, just different things ways to kind of help set that young adult up for life. And the young adult actually chairs the table. So nice. they come yeah. with their agenda. I, I, I'm, I want help with this issue or this, this block of issues. Oh, wow. And then they get the people can speak into their lives um, from their angles of expertise. Wow. And just this whole group mentoring. I, I think about some of the people we've tried to help over the years and thought, oh, my lands, if if that young person or that adult even had had a table like this of people that were smart and that had history, that had expertise, that would sit and say, no, that's really not, that's not the direction you want to go. Here's what, if this is what you're wanting to accomplish, this is your path better to that. And here's how I can recommend you do this. Let's make these steps for between between now and next time we get together and we'll be able to see that growth. It's just all kinds of cool things. The people that are around the table don't come to the table cold. They're, they get training. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So we actually have um, a total of 14 applications, actually 15 applications wow. already. Yeah. So that's enough to start a few tables, um, st- to launch a few tables. And so, yeah, they get four weeks of training. Um, they'll learn all about the process, um, how to get acquainted and started with um, providing mentorship with this aged out foster youth. So it's a really neat program. A, a big piece of the training, I'm sure, is on patience. <laughs> right, because, because there will be a required patience because of these, these are these are not fully matured adult people who also need patience with them. Yeah, but as this transitioning area, they'll they'll push forward and they'll fall back, and we have to be patient and recognize. Okay, we're this is not a done product. This we're we're initializing, 
to help make the product better and help the person become who they can be. And so it'll cause, it'll challenge us. It'll make some patience grow in all of us as we sit around a table. So what do you hear from people that would tell you, and I, I actually talked to someone this week who, um, I'm not going to name them, but they were or are in the process of helping two homeless people. Mm. And it's, it's a hot mess from bottom to top. It and is. it's just, you know, it's, it's that same thing. We need education because we don't understand that if we spend more than we make and if we don't, if we yell at our boss and get fired, we don't have, you know, every last life skill that a lot of us take for granted and we were raised with it. We went to school and got it, but some people did not. Right. And so in that, what about the people that don't get involved? Because I hear this about, well, I don't know, you know, what about well, what's going to happen in the end? I mean, what if it doesn't work out? Because, you know, we've gotten involved, we've used our time, talents, and treasures, we're trying to, you know, help somebody, and we're expecting God to work a miracle every single time because, gosh, I gave my time. So, okay, God, this is on you now. This is where you're supposed to make the happy ending, and they're supposed to get all this. But that's not our responsibility to judge whatever we've given as a success or a failure and get caught up on whether or not our efforts were good enough for this if it doesn't turn out like we want. Yeah, Jesus didn't call us to succeed. He called us to serve. No, and and it's the very thing we want to do the least. Oh uh, <laughs> man! And if we def- and if we define love as readiness to serve, <laughs> do we really love a person who we're not ready to serve? And ah. so we talk about loving people in the lifelong friendship with God. And it's just, oh yeah, that sounds so good. <laughs> but when that means okay, you've got to 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 metaphorically wa- wash their feet, or maybe actually do it, um, then that all of a sudden changes the, f- the perspective a little bit. We, we, we tend to want to move a person from zero uh, where they might or 1.5 where they might enter our conversation with us to 10, which is the ultimate success. Yeah. And we may actually move them from 1.5 to 1.51. <laughs> oh, <you know? laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the focus of this week, as we already said, was on was on foster care. And how can you not just have a heart for children when you see and some of the numbers that you, you put out there about how many kids each week, just even locally. And then if you start talking in the country and then goodness, you start talking about globally and, yeah. and, and the problems and it's like, wow, what, you know, what can one person do? And you, I love that you brought in uh, Compassion International because that's a fantastic organization mm-hmm. and um, they've been highlighted at a lot of different places. And we've got to, to meet the, uh, some of the people from their really, really cool organization. And it kind of reminded me of a movie quote from the uh, movie Robots where the Big Weld Industries, the whole, the whole model was, if you see a need, fill the need. Yeah. And really, that's what it really boils down to. If you see a need, and if you don't know how to see a need or you're not sure, that's why Chrissy is here to help us see those needs <laughs> we'll connect and, you to, the and need. to help us to connect those. But you may not be able to single-handedly change everything, but man, what that little bit means to whoever it is that you're going to touch, that means a whole lot. If you came and asked me to give five or $6,000 to a kid in Thailand, um, you're probably because of my economics are going to get a no. Um, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's beyond me. Yeah. But when Whitney came home, our daughter in sophomore in high school, and said, "Hey, we ought to be sponsoring. A, I want to sponsor a child to Compassion." And we thought, "Well, that means we're sponsoring a child <laughs> to Compassion." <laughs> and we took the child on, and we did that until she was post her master's degree. Um, and you start figuring up thirty eight dollars a week, thirty eight dollars a week. You're talking between five six thousand dollars. Right. That before that time, before that child timed out of compassion, I would never have just coughed up that kind of dollars. But at twenty eight, and then it got to thirty, and then it got to thirty two, and now it's thirty eight dollars a month. 
it just happens over time. And then you don't even, it didn't affect my standard of living, yeah. it, it, but it changed Sutin's life, yeah. uh, our, our sponsored child in Thailand. So what is it? What was it? Foster one change two? Yeah. Foster yeah. one change two. Change two. Yeah. Cause it's going to, it's going to affect everybody. Um, and I think that there's, you know, there's so many things that we just look at that, just like you said, that's ah, $5,000 or $6,000. But if you break it down into the smaller pieces, it's something all of a sudden that, that can become palatable or even like, oh, well, wait, I, yes, I, I can do that. And right? it may not be money. It may be minutes that right. from the outside in. No, for sure. I can't give you a lifetime. Well, if you start giving an hour a week or you know two hours a month. It- yep. Time, talent, or treasure. If you have any one of those three, I am quite sure that if you talk to Chrissia here at the hospital church, she could help you with any three of those. I'll couldn't you? Find out how to how to use those. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty confident before I said that statement that we could uh, get her to come through on that one. We'll, we'll use the word most positive frame. We'll exploit you for good. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we start to wrap it up here, the the whole message was just one that on one hand, it makes you just realize where we are in the world and how lucky we are. And also the the empathy that goes out to the kids that you just, when you start thinking about those, sometimes it's almost like you're bringing the weight of the world on yourself and it can create inaction. So that's the last thing we want to do is to make anyone feel like any problem is so big that we can't handle it, especially here at the church. I really feel like with Chrissy in charge of this and all of us together, we can truly make some of those things the best that they can be with what we have to give. And if you want to get in touch with Chrissia, what's the easiest way to do that? You can email me at Chrissia at hospitalchurch.org. So that's K-R-I-Z as in zebra, I-A, at hospitalchurch.org. Awesome. And if you are a user of the Florida Hospital Church mobile app, which I'm sure you are, you may also go there and if you click on the media tab and on the podcast banner, there are ways to contact us that are both text message and email and you can send it to me and I promise I will send it on to Chrissia and we can go that way. Um, Our final FHC takeaway from this week asked, what special gifts or abilities could you bring to an open table to help mentor? And whether or not you're going to be a part of our open table or not, this is something to consider that you would be able to give back to someone in your community, a neighbor, someone that you know. If you don't know anybody or you don't know how to get involved, again, contact us. We'd be happy to put you in touch with Chrissia to get you to exploit you for good. I think that, I love that. So as we, as we wrap it up, uh, I'm going to stick with last week's closing because it really fits again. Among us, remember that this great doctrine isn't so much about being one's own priest, but that we can be priests to one another. And most importantly, the world will know that we are followers of Jesus because of the love we have for one another. So, uh, Andy, this week upcoming. This week we're going to be talking about loneliness a little more. And uh, Jeff will be speaking and relate it to mothers and their loneliness, but Mm. it will have applications for the entire congregation. It's not a mother's only mother-specific sermon. It's it's for the whole audience. Is there some reason we're sticking with mothers this week? Well, yeah, I think that has to do with what's going to happen on Sunday. Oh, is that already? (laughs) Oh, well, that's that's good you tuned in. Just in case you were forgetting, you better get to (laughs) proflowers.com now. They're probably going to be out soon. So until next Wednesday in Episode 50, this is Randy for Andy and Chrissia and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we'll see you then.